Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. (laughs) If you're a person today, then you're likely to be someone who uses YouTube.com. Well, that means you might be interested to know that we are now premiering every episode of The Other Stories at 9pm Greenwich Mean Time every Sunday night on our YouTube channel. So head over to youtube.com and search for Hawk and Cleaver and hit the subscribe button. Even if you don't listen via YouTube, still go and hit subscribe because it helps us with the YouTube algorithms and our world domination. Today's episode is Swift Bear and Laxon, Boss Dannon's Boss. Written by Richard Reynolds and narrated by Persephone Rose. They called him Swift Bear. His own people turned their back on him on account of his being some kind of freak of nature, faster than any horse born and about the strongest some bitch I ever seen. Prone to visions of his heathen bear god, putting him on track of unnatural abominations. I found that out later. This here's the story how him and me, wretched son of a preacher, good for nothing but pulling a pistol, became sort of partners, roaming the land, hunting creatures from Satan's own asshole. I go by Laxon, Mark Laxon. My pa tried to bring me up good, teach me the Lord's word, but I were never interested in nothing but guns, hunting, fishing, and chasing strange. First chance I got, I blew town, selling my gun hand to whoever was buying. 
Over the years, I traveled all over, picking up bad habits of speech and behavior, doing a lot of bad things for a lot of bad men, but none so ruthless as Boss Dannon. You've heard about Dannon's type before. Cattle baron owned more land you could ride across in two days, had law in his pocket, and a town to call his own. Sweetwater ran with an iron hand. But Dannon took it further. He had a kind of smaller town set up for his workers a ways down the Seto, the river he built his operation around. Most workers being cowboys, but a handful like me took up special duties. We was run by Dannon's personal guard, fellas named uh, Davis and O'Shannon, big mean some bitches, resided with the boss in the house further down the Seto still. Dannon had two rules regarding his land. He didn't tolerate free grazing, and anyone traveling through was to secure written permission from the boss himself. My job was to watch over Stretch. If I come across free grazers, was to shoot them on sight, bringing their bodies and herds on back. Running into travelers, I was to escort them to tannins to secure permission, by force if warranted. Thing was, I'd begun wondering what was really befallen them folk, never seeing a one emerge from Dannon's place. Could have been my advancing years or my sins weighing heavy, but my conscience started getting the better of me. I was taking a two-caravan party to the boss when I first caught sight of Swift Bear. He was at yon bank of the Cedo, kind of sniffing at the water before dunking his whole head in. You speak American, you heathen shit, I shouted, over the sound of the river that separated us as he resurfaced. He stared me down. Well, I ain't chasing you, so head on due east and take your godless, whatever you're doing, off Boss Dannon's property. He didn't move none, so I pulled my colt dragoons and shot holes by his feet. He inspected the river a while longer before moving on. That's right. Get, I said to his back. Delivering the travelers to Dannon at his house, the boss presented a sort of whimsy he only displayed in the presence of children, which the party had too. You done a fine job, Laxon, he said, leading me away. Go and get you some dinner. I headed off, but needing to know what was going on with them travelers, secreted myself behind a barn. I couldn't hear none but saw Dannon cooing over a young girl, pulling her by the hand to his house. She tried to pull away, but he didn't relent, so a man I assumed was her daddy started kicking up a fuss that was met by the butt of O'Shannon's rifle, knocking him out cold. Women screamed and two men made a move, one backing off when Davis pulled his pistols, the others getting gut shot. Down on your knees, David yelled, and Oh, but a feisty woman complied. I couldn't make out what she screeched, but David laughed, whereupon the various cocksucker hit her no different than if she was a man. She was on the ground half senseless when Davis dropped, unbuttoned his pants, unsheathed his other weapon. The men started to rise, but O'Shannon trained his firearms, causing them to wilt their own shame. I've done the kind of dog shit things in my time that'll stain your souls black. But hand on heart, I ain't never molested no woman nor child. And I can't hardly stand to tolerate it. 
So it was about here when my conscious Don put his foot down and decided enough was enough. I pulled both my Colts and fired a warning while advancing on Davis and O'Shannon. Put your Johnson back in your britches, I hollered, drawn close to the party without a damn idea what to do next. But another shot rang out, robbing me of the need. Dumb asshole I am, I turned to see Dannon in his doorway. Then, realizing my foolishness, turned back to receive O'Shannon's rifle butt in my face. I came to tied to a tree with some other guy, and looking round saw the whole party was tied to trees where the woodland comes right to the bank of the fastest, deepest part of the Cito. Stretch a river that'd drag you to your death faster than you could cut a fire. O'Shannon and Davis, him wearing my damn belt and shooters, tied a long rope, one end round the gutshot man, the other round a tree, then tossed him in the river which pulled him along, cracking the rope taut, leaving the poor bastard flopping in the current, his blood carrying downstream. Dannon emerged from some place and called out, There you are, Cito! And all hell broke loose. A child screamed and following his gaze some ways downriver, I saw a huge swell was driving against the flow. The back and fin of some stupendous creature broke the surface, and in his wake four more things was diving in and out like a huge salmon. As I got closer, the party screamed in unison, a giant hand emerging from the river, dragging down the gutshot man, snapping his tether effortless. Then the perusing creatures burst out of the water, landing backside, garnering hysterics from the party and a cross alive from myself, who ain't too proud to admit near fouling in my undergarments. These water devils cut a man's figure, but between the legs was a tail as thick as a gator's, a fin running neck to tail, their skin gray and slippery, and a stink too added fishy qualities. Thick lips barely concealed needle-sharp teeth, and black eyes took up a majority of the skull. Then, something way, way off caught my eye. A man was running right to us, Fasten a damn steam engine, but screams brought my attention back to the water devils, taking bites from a fella and slurping at the pouring blood. This what you've been doing to all that's passed through, you evil bastard? I shot at Dannon as he looked on, approving like. We've all got our bosses, Laxon, and I do for mine what you do for yours, as I'm damn well told, he said. But my attention was pulled elsewhere, with the sound of rope snapping. Them water devils was done ravaging and was proceeding to throw two blood-dry folk in the water, where the hand of the leviathan dragged them under. The running man was already at yon bank, and shit me if it weren't the heathen from upriver, who I later come to know as Swift Bear. He leapt into the air, pulling a kind of bone knife, grabbing it twixt his teeth before hitting the water at a slick dive, swimming, I shit you not, across the current. What the fuck is that? hissed Dannon, pointing Bear out to his men as the leviathan made a grab. But Bear was too fast. He'd caught the bank and slashed a gash across the fingers of the great hand, then dragged herself ashore. Them water devils gone to work on the other fella, but Bear rushed him with the force of a bull, sprawling him groundward. 
One devil screeched, but swifter than I could see, Bear slashed at the neck and spun and kicked out, popping its head clean off. Its kin cried out, and O'Shannon, seeking to intervene, took aim on the brave. Don't shoot, hollered Dannon. You might have hit the spawn. Bear threw another devil, it landing close to me, but he was on it quick, stabbing until it quit moving. Injun, I yelled, seeing O'Shannon closing in. Bear responded by throwing him into Davis, rounding them both. A devil had taken their lead, though, and started slashing at Bear's back. Bear grunted, spun, and cut off its hand. Stop the fucking savage, shouted Dannon, and his men scrambled. Davis pulled a dragoon and put it point-blank on Bear as he cut on a devil, but I kicked at the pistol, firing it skyward, alerting Bear, who turned on Davis, throwing him at O'Shannon, putting both out for a time. You're gonna have to kill him, I said, or they'll keep coming at you. A silent look told me he wasn't in the business of killing no man. Then turn me loose, damn ya. You need help. Guess he agreed as my bonds were cut and his knife was put in my hand. Another shot rang, stopping the action dead. Stay where you are, Dannon said, rifle pointed at me. I looked at Bear. Bear glanced at the knife and I took his meaning. I hurled it at Dannon, missing by a country mile, but distancing enough for Bear to cover ground and knock his old ass out. Boss, called Davis, finding his feet. You take the monsters, I'll take the assholes, I told Bear. Making for the discarded knife blade in hand, I tackled Davis, knocking him down on the colt from his grasp. I had him pinned, knife at the throat, when O'Shannon put his rifle barrel to my head. I started to raise my hands, but hit the barrel away and dived for my colt, grabbing it as I rolled, putting a bullet through O'Shannon's eye. Davis did start to draw when I put another in through his arm. These mine, shitface, I said, removing my gun belt from him as he moaned, then ended his sorry life. When I next saw Bear, he was restraining the devil gnashing at a traveler. The people, he said to me, dragging it away. I cut all their ties and told them to get, and into the woods they fled. Bear had the devil lifted clear in the air and brought it down over his knee, damn near snapping it in two, then threw it in the river. Bad move. When the Leviathan got wind its kin was dead, it reared out of the water like a sound of which I had never heard. This bastard was more fish than man, but big as a whale, and when it flopped to land revealed arms and legs barely powerful enough to drag it and gorge self along. Weapon. Bear said. I threw his knife, which he caught mid-leap, soaring high enough to plunge it into the monster's huge eye, slashing down through its face as he descended. It howled and contorted in agony, rolling to its side. No! Dannon screamed, running at us, firing weapons but missing us both. Man couldn't shoot worth shit, but he put himself between us and his awful boss. No closer, he warned my response to which being to shoot him in both legs. He'd hardly fell when Bear ran the length of the writhing monster, slicing it deep as he did. Amongst the gore that spilled out was a wave, a kind of green sludge that splashed over Dannon, and cursed my eyes if it didn't burn and melt away his flesh. Through his screams, I remember thinking that, for what he'd done, 
Dannon deserved this and more, but shit, I wouldn't wish this death on a no-ball, broke peck of mule. So I ended his pain with a bullet between the eyes, never having found out what unholy covenant he had struck up with that river demon. Later, while attending his wounds, the little I got out of Swift Bear was that saving the souls of man by felling spirits and demons that might consume them was his calling. Shit, that sounded like God's work to me. Maybe something my pa could regard well. And being that I had amends to be making, if an I was to balance out the scales of my soul, I asked if I could have his back, cover the evil in men that might intrude on his work. He never answered, just took off at a run. And liberating Dannon's prize stallion, I went ahead and followed him. Have done ever since. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. Swift Bear and Laxon, Boss Dannon's Boss, was written by Richard Reynolds, narrated by Persephone Rose, edited by Duncan Muggleton, with music by Umcorps and Tom Robson, and sound effects provided by freesound.org. The episode illustration was provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. Richard Reynolds is the owner and operator of Ground Zero Comics, a small shop in Mansfield, England, but writes, draws and produces his own comics whenever he gets the chance. You can read these comics for free on the shop's website, groundzerocomics.co.uk, in the free comics sidebar. Persephone Rose plans to live long enough with the help of cybernetic augmentations to travel to the stars and make extraterrestrial friends. When she isn't performing satanic rituals, she scrapes by as a writer and a voice actor of things that are not always for the faint of heart. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can help support the show over at patreon.com forward slash hawkandcleaver. You can join our book club and movie club and chat about the podcast over at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash hawkandcleaver. T-shirts and mugs and posters are available at gumroad.com forward slash hawkandcleaver. The Other Stories is a production of the story studio Hawk and Cleaver and is brought to you with Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means share the hell out of it. So, until next time.